Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that is very triggering. And to be honest, I think that if you are being served any type of truth about life, in most cases, the first reaction you have will be to be emotionally triggered. I've learned that the more triggered I am, the more I need to hear something, the more a person triggers me, the more I need to look into why and what that says about where I'm currently at with myself. So before I start this episode, I am giving this little warning to say that this subject in particular is something we are all deeply, deeply conditioned to believe is supposed to be one way. And I'm going to challenge that today in this episode. And for generations and generations, we've held these beliefs. So when I challenge this, know that it's normal if it makes you angry, it's normal if it makes you anxious or afraid. I get it. There are two parts of me. And when I'm recording these episodes, I'm speaking from my spiritual self, mostly. I'm talking about what my soul is aware of. I'm talking about what my heart knows to be true. But at the same time, there's a human tailor that I hope this translates when I'm telling my stories about my experiences, trying to bridge the gap between what my spiritual self knows and what my human self has a hard time applying in life. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what my spiritual self is aware of when it comes to this subject. But at the same time, I want you to know that this is one of the hardest things in my life to apply as a human being. I think it's something that requires so much courage I think it's something that most people struggle with at some point in life, but I also think that some of the greatest human beings on earth and some of the people that inspire me the most have been able to do this successfully. And looking at them, it just validates for me that I know that what my heart knows to be true is the truth. So lately I've been offering these one-time 60-minute one-on-one calls and these calls are amazing for many reasons. First of all, because I get to meet a lot of the people who listen to the podcast and actually see their faces, actually get to know their stories. But they're also amazing because they inspire me and they really inspire my content. When I talked to a bunch of people last week, I saw so many things they have in common, not only with each other, but also that I have in common with them, which made sense because I think that the people who are drawn to my podcast and my content and most of the clients that I've had and the people that have come to my programs are people that are struggling or relate to many parts of me and they see themselves in me. And when I speak to them, I see myself in them. So last week I had two different girls talk about the same subject a little bit differently. We're going to talk about what it is. And I realized that I was able to offer them the advice that I've needed for a long time because even though this subject is so, 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 so difficult, I feel like I'm starting to really finally apply it into my human life, even though my spiritual self has known this for a long time. And talking to them reminded me how far I've come. Talking to them really gave me an opportunity to be proud of where I am today, instead of focusing on what's still challenging for me about this. So the subject we're going to talk about today is... Breaking free from your family. 
breaking free from the role that you are confined to as your parent's child or as your sibling's sibling, as your grandparent's granddaughter or grandson. And this is a really hard process to go through. And last week, I was reminded through these two calls with these two different women, how this looks differently for everyone, but it's still the same. So in the first call, let's call her Elle. Elle was talking to me about how her family is one of the biggest blessings in her life, a really beautiful family, a really loving family. She feels like her family is her life in a positive way. However, she's starting to become aware of how reliant she is on her family, on her mom, on her siblings, to give her the approval for who she is and what she's capable of and where she is in life. How even when she's choosing the partner that she's with, she wants to know that they like him, that they approve of him, that everything goes through the filter of her family needing to give a green light and approve and accept and be happy for her and validate for her what she wants and who she is. In the second call I had last week, which I could relate to a little more, let's call her M. M has a more challenging family life. There's addiction in the family, her parents are divorced, and one of her parents is very reliant on her for her happiness or for her peace. And M knows that she can have a really good life. M knows what she wants from life. M wants to live the life that she knows that she can live, but she has this feeling of guilt. She has this feeling of not wanting to rock the boat more, that her family is already struggling, that her mom is already struggling. Why would I make her life harder by dating someone she doesn't like, by doing what she doesn't want me to do in life, by leaving her behind and, and moving to another place? And in both of these stories, and in mine as well, and I'm assuming in many of yours listening to this right now, there's this feeling that we owe something to our family, that there is some part of us that needs to put their happiness, their needs, their approval, their acceptance before our own. And this makes sense. From a young age, we do need permission to cross the road, we are being told what to eat, how to dress, how to live, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. Our first companions in life are usually the people in our home, our siblings. And this is our first tribe. This is the closest tribe, the longest tribe we've belonged to since the day that we were born. That we are by nature trying to please and trying to stay a part of and trying to feel safe in. However, as we get older, as we come out of that home, as we break free from our family physically, many of us are still living in that home in our minds and in our bodies. We are not fully free. I lived on the other side of the world in Israel and I still wanted in my own mind, did it without even talking to him, my dad to approve what I'm doing and who I'm dating and how I'm living my life. Before I would do anything, I would put it through the filter of what would my dad say? What would my dad think? What would my dad want? And my sense of self was very watered down because it started, it was always going through the filter of what my parents or my dad, more, more specifically, wanted for me before what I wanted for myself. So in both of these cases, both of these girls, whether one is for 
she wants to get her mom's approval because she admires her and loves her so much. And in the other case, the girl wants her mother's approval or she wants to please her mother so that her mother doesn't have more hardship. In both cases, these girls need to come closer to the truth, which is that at a certain point, you have to create your own parents within. What does that mean? The role of a father is really to offer security and stability and to be there when you get on the bike and you fall to pick you back up and put you back on and kind of give you this feeling of even if I fall, he's going to be here and there's going to be some sort of safety net, whether that's financial or whether that's physical, that is the role of a father to provide this feeling of safety and protection. The role of a mother is supposed to be that you have someone who has kindness and compassion and this motherly love that no matter what you do and who you are is there to hug you and embrace you and Unfortunately, we all have parents, but we don't really have people who are fulfilling the role of what parents really should be for us. And that's okay. I have held on to a belief that has gotten me through the hardest things in life, that my soul chose these parents. My soul chose this mother and chose this father to give me the challenges and obstacles that my soul needs to evolve and to become what I am meant to become in this lifetime, to fulfill whatever mission my soul is on this earth to do. Now, many people miss out on that because they forget that it's an opportunity to do the work, to work through these things, to break free from the chains of the family problems and break free from the attachment of these people who brought you to this world and this home that you belong to. And they stay there forever. Becoming my own father and mother is not as sad as it sounds. It's not that I don't have parents. It's actually allowed me to love my parents more, support my parents more, have a healthier relationship with my parents because I don't expect them to be or do what I know they're not capable of doing. And deciding to be financially independent and not relying on my father to give me security that he's not really giving me because he uses it very conditionally and uses it to trap me into becoming who he wants me to become, has given me the ability to be more confident, to be able to make more decisions, to be more free. And in moments where I'm having a really, really hard time, I know that my mother is not capable of being there to hug me and love me and kiss me and tell me everything's gonna be okay. And that's okay, I understand but I've learned how to find that safety within myself, how to comfort myself, how to soothe myself, how to rely on myself in those moments to be kind and compassionate and loving towards myself. So I think the first step of breaking free from your family is recognizing what your family is and what your family is not. I I'm forever grateful for my parents for giving me life and for raising me and for making sure all of my needs were met and for doing the best they can. I will respect them forever. I will be there for them when they truly need me, no matter what. That is a fact. If right now my parents were in a situation where they genuinely needed me by their side, I would go help them for sure. But 
if I put all of my energy into saving my parents and helping my parents and making sure that I don't disturb my parents or make my parents' life harder or make them unhappy or disappointed, then I will end up just like them. I will need help too. I will need saving too. Your parents are human beings and they've made choices and they've lived lives that have resulted in the consequences of where they are today. The level of consciousness they have, the awareness that they have, the emotional intelligence they have. It is not your job to water yourself down to meet them where they are. Your job is actually to outgrow them, to evolve past the level of consciousness that they are at. And a lot of people are feeding into their parents' level of consciousness. They are playing stupid. They know better. They want better. But they're saying, but I don't want to disappoint my dad. I don't want to make him upset. And you know him and he's this and he'll never understand. Okay, he'll never understand. But do you understand? Because if you understand, you need to take responsibility for living based on the level of consciousness that you have. And... I can tell you that it gets a lot better, but then a different challenge comes along where I'm sure many of you foresee it, which makes you not do it, where today I'm on the other side of the world and I'm happy and genuinely feel good with myself, where I feel guilty sometimes that I abandoned them, that I'm selfish, I left them behind. But I always come back to the example of my dad, which is so ironic that the same man who might say that I left them or whatever, I don't think he says this, but in my mind, sometimes I feel that he might be thinking that, is the same person who at 20 whatever years old, 23 years old, left his family behind in Israel, left this village that he came from, this really challenging life to go to America and build a life for himself that took him a long time to build. But 10 years later, he was able to support and help and give more to his family than he would have ever been able to give them if he would have just stayed in Israel with them because it's wrong to leave them and because he'd feel guilty and because it's selfish. Now, there's so much to say about why we don't do it, what we're afraid of, why it's so hard. Really, there's I could talk about this, I think, for hours. But I want to tell you something that The more you walk towards the path of creating your own life, the more you're reminded that that's actually what you're meant to do. Today, I feel like for the first time in a long, long time of being aware of this, that I'm actually starting to experience what it feels like to build my own life outside of my family. Yes, they have a family. Yes, they're there. But my life is not confined to the family that I didn't build, that I didn't create, that I didn't have any say in how this family was going to be run. I had a friend who lived with me. Her name was Hannah. She lived with me in Israel when I first got to Israel. And when I would share my family life with her, she would always remind me, Taylor, one day you're going to make your own family. And how when she looked at her parents and how they've created this beautiful family and they have this beautiful relationship, they both came from very difficult families. But today, their main focus is not the family they came from, it's the family that they built. And I've always kept that in mind, that if I want to create a family that is healthier, it functions better than the family I came from, I have to become the person that can have that kind of family. Staying in this family and staying 
focused in this house and how I can help these people and how I am as a daughter is not going to allow me to do that. So I think one of the most pivotal and transformative experiences you will have in your life is breaking free from the role you play in your family home, the home that you were raised in, the home that you come from. Understanding that these people gave you life, but you don't owe your life to them. Sounds funny because you do owe your life to them. You want to say, thank you for giving me life. But once you're alive, your life doesn't belong to them. Who you are, how you dress, who you date, how you live your life, they don't own you. You don't owe any of that to them. And it is not your problem if they do not understand that. A lot of the times I have to force my dad into higher levels of consciousness because he has no choice but to meet me there. In his mind, respecting your father means doing what your father says and dating who your father would like or whatever it might be. It's funny because I say this, but he doesn't think this anymore because he realized I won't play that game and he's had to meet me where I'm at. And now he agrees with me. So there's a certain point where the child becomes the parent. The child becomes the teacher. If the child is conscious enough, if the child is aware enough. And we don't even realize that by not rocking the boat, not disturbing their peace, not dissatisfying them, we're actually feeding their own sickness. We're feeding the monster that's making them miserable. We're feeding the mind that created the life that they're in to begin with. When we challenge that, when we rise above that, when we act in alignment with what we know, not what they know, I'm here to tell you that that whisper in your soul that tells you that you can date who you want and be who you want and do what you want for a living will make you significantly happier, significantly more patient, compassionate, and loving. Your parents will feel that, they will see that, and they will also benefit from that. Now, hopefully I have helped you see that the right thing to do is to live your own life and to prioritize yourself and your truth and your needs and your wants in this world. But now let's talk about the courage it requires to actually live it. I think, like I said in the beginning of this episode, a lot of the spiritual journey is holding space for your spiritual self and your human self. And keeping the awareness of what you know to be true, even when it's too scary to act on it. I wanted to get tattoos or travel or do things for much longer than I actually have been doing it. But I held that awareness in my mind. I always kept the awareness of what I know, what my aim is. I know that I need to slowly take brave steps towards living my truth. And it didn't happen overnight. Just the thought of doing some of these things that I do today scared me so much mostly because of how my dad would react and what my dad would think and what I used to think would happen to our relationship and to whatever, that I couldn't even imagine it. But the way you do it is you start to test things, small things, and see that you will survive and that things will be okay and that eventually, even if they kick and scream and fight and yell and resist it at first, if you stand strong in your truth, they will join you. When I decided I want to be a coach, my dad literally looked at me and said that I'm a disappointment and that he's embarrassed. He screamed at me and told me that 
I shouldn't invest in my Instagram account because I'm not hot enough for people to give a shit about me. And part of me doesn't even want to share these things with you guys because I'm embarrassed for him. He was clearly acting out of his ego, out of his fear, out of his own lack of self-worth that he ties to what his daughter does in life. But in that moment is the right thing to do to seek peace with my dad, delete my Instagram and go to law school? Or is it to cry, which I did a lot, and wake up the next morning and make another Instagram video and find new clients and continue on my path that has created the reality that I'm in now? Where today he says, I'm so proud of her and she's independent and she's doing what she loves. But at first he was not reacting like that. Not even a little bit. He was doing the opposite. And yes, I have to say something to the kids here listening who are fully or even partially financially dependent on your parents. Do not be afraid of what you lose because you will gain yourself. When my dad spoke to me that way about coaching, I left his house, went back to Israel. My boyfriend and I at the time rented a much cheaper Airbnb in a basement of a house so that we could save money because I told my dad I don't want any more money from him. I don't want any help from him, even though he wasn't really giving me much. But still, that, that little amount that he was giving me was tying me back because I was so afraid of letting it go. And I started coaching and coaching and coaching. I had 30 people I was coaching every week for almost no money just so that I could save enough and so that I can be financially independent and not rely on him anymore. That was one of the best decisions I made for myself in my life. Because even today, if you told me, Taylor, what do you prefer? That your dad buys you an apartment and gives you money or continue the way you're living right now, doing what you love, being a free person. I will choose the latter a thousand times. So much so that if my dad offered me something right now, I wouldn't take it because I realize that there's a price attached to it. There's a feeling of obligation attached to it to return something from myself to him. That later when I want to be free and do what I want in life, he'll look at me and say, but I, but I this, but I that, but I helped you, but I supported you, but I bought you. No, none of that. And a lot of kids are afraid of that. So they'll say to me, well, I can't do it because my parents will this. No, the problem is, is you want your parents' money and you want to be your own person. Doesn't work like that. So if you're in that situation, I would say your first aim should be to become financially independent. Because once you become financially independent, there's less at stake, there's less fear. They can't really take something from you and they're not going to disown you, even if it feels like it. Because if they put this much energy into wanting to control your life and who you are, that means they love you a lot. That's what I realized. My dad only yells and screams and wants me to do this because he's obsessed with me, because he loves me so much. So the minute the money was out of the equation and he can't really take anything away from me, what's left is, okay, I'm either going to have to love her as she is or try to not love her, which is not possible. And there were times where we didn't speak and there were times where I took a distance and there were times where his opinion or his face or even just remembering him would make it hard for me to live my truth. When my business was doing less good, when I wasn't making money, I wanted to run back to just like, okay, he's right, I'm wrong, which I know he's, he was praying for that day to come, but you can do it. I'm here to tell you, you can do it. I am so blessed because my grandmother lived her whole life serving other people's needs, her husband, her parents, her, her children. And she didn't talk much. She didn't tell me much about her life and all of her stories. She just repeated the same thing to me every time she would see me. 
which translates, literally translates from Hebrew to English. Okay, I'll say it first in Hebrew because it's funny. She used to say, which means literally fuck everyone and only do what makes you happy in life. And she would tell me all the time, do it for me because I did the opposite. And I can tell you that it won't get you anywhere. And in times where I feel like bad and guilty and wrong and what my dad will think, what my mom will think, I always come back to that one sentence and I laugh. I look in the sky and I know someone is proud of me for following my truth. Another thing that reminds me this is the right path is how many people I inspire to do the same and how many people are yearning to do the same and how me doing it gives them permission to do it too. Whether it's my brother who is now gaining the confidence to break free from my dad's approval and opinion to all of you listening to this right now. When you free yourself, you free everyone who knows you on some level. Everyone who knows you, your siblings, your children, your, even your parents even your parents. I have freed my dad of needing to be hyper controlling, obsessive, and afraid all the time of if I will succeed in life. So remember that it's not just for you. And hopefully, hopefully this podcast episode and my voice will ring in your mind the same way my grandmother's voice rings in my mind to remind you that putting yourself first, listening to your truth and following your truth is the purpose of your life. It's what you're meant to do here. The people who love you will meet you at your truth. The people who really, really care about you will want you to be happy and support you. It might not be immediate. It might not be right away. Like I said on Instagram, I posted a thing yesterday. A lot of people liked it that said, stop looking for people who are not in their truth to support you when you are. Let go of that. Trust yourself. Rely on yourself. Build the mom and dad within yourself that you know you needed or that you need right now and walk bravely towards that truth. You will be rewarded for it, I promise you. Before I end this episode, I want to say, first of all, if you're listening to this episode and it rang true for you, if it spoke to your soul, please screenshot it, post it on Instagram and tag me. It's a really small gesture that really helps me, not only personally to remember that there are real human beings listening to this podcast that I'm helping, but also helps me share this truth with more people, which is obviously something that we should all aim for. And I will be traveling to Morocco this weekend. And next week I will open a few, probably like three or four spots for one-on-one sessions because like I said, I love meeting you guys. I love how inspired I am by speaking to the people who listen to my episodes, people who are part of my community on Instagram or on here. And if you've been wanting to book a call but you can't afford it or you want a discount, please DM me and message me. I'd be happy to help. Thank you again to everyone who's listening to this. I love you so much. I believe in you. You're stronger and more courageous than your mind will let you think you are. And I hope that as I walk this path, I'm reminding you that you can do the same. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you.